to Affirming Truths. I'm your friend and host, Carla Arges. This show is a safe place to share our struggles, grow in faith, and root our identity in Christ. My hope is that you will leave each episode feeling encouraged in your journey. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode, and it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review. I am so glad you're here. Let's get started. Hey friends, I am so excited about this week's bonus episode because this is a topic I've been wanting to bring you guys for a while and I was just waiting for the right person and God delivered Angela Pitnikoff. Did I say it right? Yes, you did. <laughs> I was practicing into my inbox and she just has such a beautiful heart and we're going to talk all things worship, but first... Why don't you say hello, Angela, and introduce Hi. yourself? <laughs> hey, um, my name's Angela Pitnikoff. Good job on the last name. <laughs> um, and I am a pastor's wife and a worship leader. I have three sons. We live in Northern California, and I just love the Lord. I My heart is to point people to Jesus best I can and help people, help women, especially just walk this life out and understand who they are in God and be able to walk in freedom and victory because that is what he's, he has for us. So amen. And <laughs> I love that we share such a similar heart for women, um, about wanting to encourage them in their Valley season, encourage them to root their identity in Christ and all of that, which is why I think you're so perfect to have this conversation. So there have been times in my past and let, let let's, Let's talk about worship in general, right? Worship is songs, it's music, you know, that's sort of like the the fluffy stuff of it. (laughs) I listen to worship all the time. It encourages my heart, it encourages my soul. But there was a time in my life where I struggled to worship, Mm. when things weren't going the way I planned, when I was questioning God on why my life looked like the way it looked like I was disappointed and discouraged and it made my heart kind of hard Hmm. to worship. And I don't know if you have as a worship leader seen that as you've looked out on the congregation or even experienced that yourself. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I believe that music connects us to God. Like that, that's all that the angels are doing in heaven. They're just holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, right? Satan, before he fell, was a leader of worship, right? He's, it, it connects us to the Lord. Music as a whole, if you think about music, takes you to places, right? When you think of a song, when you, th- it's, it, it roots into certain seasons, into certain things. And worship is so much more because it connects us to God. Now, worship as a whole is a lifestyle. It's not just music. And that's a whole nother topic we can talk about another time. But worship isn't just music. It's a lifestyle. But I want to talk about that now. Expand. (laughs) That's so good. Because I believe that. And I don't think I have the words to articulate it. So I would love for you to articulate. What does it mean? that worship is a lifestyle. Yeah, it is. It is a lifestyle. Our life is worship. We 
we are supposed to praise the Lord throughout our whole life in all we do. We're supposed to pray continually, right? What we do honors God, how we respond to him throughout our day. It connects us to him. And when we, I believe we're created to worship him, right? We're created to bring him honor, to point others to him. You know, we're, he created us for relationship with him. He created us to, to be, you know, to lead the earth or whatever, but also for relationship with him. Mm -hmm. And so I believe that worship is a lifestyle. What, what we do throughout the day, how we respond to our kids, how we respond to our husbands, how we talk to people, how, you know, obviously it's hard. Like I don't always get it right. I get it wrong a lot, but you know, that is honoring to God. That is bringing our, our offerings to him. Worship is a sign of an offering, right? Our sacrifice to him, our sacrifice of praise, our offerings to him. And that has to happen throughout the day. It cannot just happen when we come into church and listen to music. Like it can't be that way because those are small parts of our week. Worship has to be an offering of praise throughout the week, through our day, you know, in the mundane, you know, we talked about that a little bit a few minutes ago in the mundane, as we're doing laundry, as we're doing the dishes, as we're mowing the lawn, you know, whatever it is, we're offering up a shout of praise to the Lord with our attitude, how we, how we act. Are we frustrated with our lives? Are we frustrated with where God has us? Are we questioning what he's doing, which questioning is a conversation with him, but are we, you know, are we bringing praise and honor to him throughout our day in all the things we do? Or is it just saved for worship, quote unquote, worship services? Mm-hmm. So that's what I look at as worship as a lifestyle. It's a constant thing because it's worship brings us in relationship with him because yeah. we're connected to him. When we surrender, worship is about surrender. Worship about is about offering sacrifices of praise. Worship is about connecting to him. So that cannot happen just when music is going on. It has no. to be a lifestyle. And I'm reminded of the story of Jehoshaphat. I'm not saying it right. Help me out, girl. (laughs) Jehoshaphat. Yeah. Jehoshaphat. That worship breaks down barriers. Mm, Worship. That too. It's war. Down strongholds. Yep. Before the army went out to meet their adversary, worship went out. The band went out first. Worship went out. And it was a calling down of God from the heavens. And it's just so powerful. Yeah. There was a reason why in war that they sent out the worship first, because again, it's connecting us to God. It's bringing him into our space, you know, and saying he's in control, surrendering because in those times of battle, they were having to say, okay, God, we trust that you're going to lead us in this. You know, you always see in the Bible, they were saying, God, should we go do this? Are you going to take care of us? Are you going to, are you going to give us victory? You know, they're asking him first before just jumping in. And then they're saying, okay, we're going to worship you first. We're going to surrender this to you. This is the first thing we're Mm -hmm. surrendering. We're saying, we trust you, Lord. We're going to worship you in this. And then we're going to come into battle because there's, 
they know that worship brings connection that brings the presence of the Lord in your space. It bonds you to him. It part, it has a partnership in that in surrendering. And so that has to be an all day, everyday thing that mm-hmm. has to be a surrender throughout your whole day. So. And I think <laughs> we need to remember it's not about us. And I say this with all the love friends that are listening, but some of you, myself included, have made worship about us, have made Mm. our relationship with God about us. Mm. What can I get? How can I get it? And we have this like vending machine mentality when it comes to God. And when God doesn't show up the way we want to, we want him to, when we actually can't be Lord over God, we get disgruntled and then don't mm. want to worship and don't yeah. want to give him the praise that he's due. And we make it about us. Worship is not an I thing. It's not a self-focused thing. Worship is about God. Right. And that's what surrender is about. Surrender. We're offering, we're offering it to him, the praise that he deserves, the glory that he deserves. And in that in that we do get his blessing and his presence and his goodness. And we get to be reminded all those things. But I think sometimes when praise is hard, one, it's a decision. We have to decide because some it's a decision that we have to make. Are we going to praise the Lord today or not? You know, are we going to surrender to him to not, are we going to try to do it on our own? You know, that's a decision every day, but sometimes when you go into church and it's, um, hard, Cause I know people don't like the certain songs we're singing or they don't like that. It's too loud. There's always complaints, you know, um, that's a decision to be made, but I also believe the enemy does not want us to worship. He doesn't want us worshiping because <laughs> he knows there's power in worship. There's power in the connection that happens when we surrender to God, when we use our voices to declare the goodness of God, declare the power of God, declare the promises of God as a, especially as a congregation, when we come together as a whole body and start declaring that there is power and authority and the Holy spirit moves in crazy ways Mm -hmm. because, uh, because there's power in what we say, there's power in us declaring, you know, you're about affirmations. There is power in us declaring God's word in saying, God, you are good. You are a faithful God. You are a trustworthy God. When we are declaring those things, our brains are literally connecting those dots and rooting those things in our physical bodies. The enemy doesn't want any of that. (laughs) You know, he doesn't want you having any part in that. And so he's going to do anything he can. You know, how many times have you on your way to church gotten in a argument with your spouse or your kids are driving you up a wall or, you know, something happened on the way there or whatever. And I'm not saying like the devil is against you every five seconds. Like I'm not all about that, but there's a reason those things happen because something good is coming or he's trying to prevent you from experiencing what happens. And so I believe that happens because whenever it's happened to me, cause it has, even as a worship leader, I'm being honest, there have been times when I'm even leading worship and I don't feel like it. 
I'm not in a good place. I don't feel like it. I don't want to be there. And I'm just like, what am I even doing? And that can be a whole other side story. But when I've chosen to say no, even though I'm tired, even though I'm weary, I'm having a really hard day. I don't want to be here. I need to press through and say, I am declaring all through this, that God is good and faithful. And I'm going to declare this with, with as much as I can, because I'm just not here and I'm not in it. And I don't want to be here. It never, ever, ever fails that God shows up in ways that I've never would have experienced, would have, um, expected because something was trying to hold me back from where God was trying to take me. And so my encouragement, I guess, to that question of what happens when you don't want to, or you're feeling down is first, when you're rooted in God, you know, he's a faithful God, you know, that he's good and faithful. So, so remember that and try to just say, okay, Lord, I have to just surrender this to you. And in those moments where you're saying, I just don't want to do this. <laughs> I'm just, I'm in a dark place. I feel down. I feel low. I feel crappy, whatever. You just have to say, God, I surrender. I don't know. I don't know what else to do. This is about you. It's not about me. Like you were saying, it has to be about you in this moment. And so I just surrender to you and it's, he has never, ever failed me in those moments. Mm-hmm. Never, ever. Because he is a faithful God. I love how you say it was a, it's a decision. This is something mm-hmm. that I talk about in, in his image wellness collective, that we have to take radical responsibility for our decisions I love that. that I have to decide to worship. I have to command my spirit mm-hmm. to worship. And it's not about being feelings led. We live in a society where it's all about if it feels good, do it or do what makes you happy. That is not the Bible. The Bible is about rejoicing always. It's about giving thanks always. And when we, the created, do what we were actually created Created to do, (laughs) there is breakthrough, there is fulfillment, Mm. there is peace, there is joy, there is comfort, there is an abundance of the presence of God. When we walk in his will, can I tell you, there's no better place to be. Yeah. But right, you have to make the decision. Right. A song um, that I found a couple of years ago. And at first I was like, I'm not sure how I feel about this, but it's the same thing. And it says, I command my soul to sing. Mm-hmm. And then it goes on to say other things, but that part was so hard for me at first. Cause it was like, why, why do you have to command your soul? Like, cause for me, worship has because I'm a worship leader and I've done it so long, I just know I'm like, because of these seasons I've gone through, I don't want to miss out on God's presence. I'm diving in as much as I can, as soon as I can, because I know he's faithful and good and I've experienced it. So hearing command my soul to sing, like, why, why would you need to command your soul? But you know, this conversation going back to it made me think of it. It's true. There are times we have to say, I am going to praise the Lord, no matter what. And making the decision to say, I command my soul right in this moment to sing praises to the Lord because he is 
God, he is faithful. He is the lover of my soul. He is, you know, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, whatever you want to put in there. Trusting in him and saying, whatever God, I surrender. I decide right now to surrender to you. And I've had the similar experience to you. There's been times in my past where I did not posture myself into surrender and I stayed heard during worship and I left empty Mm. and I left isolated and I left lonely. And then there's been times where I have said, no spirit, you will worship. And God has moved and he softened me and I have left fulfilled and peace and comfort and encouraged. My outside circumstance didn't change, but how I was able to face it did. How I was able to stand on the firm foundation did. Mm-hmm. We need that lifeline and that connection to Jesus, don't we? Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. So what is one of your favorite worship songs right now? Oh gosh. You probably have so many. So, so many. Um, we just introduced a song um, this last week called Same God. I believe it's Elevation. Yes. Um, but I love that, that it, one. It was such a great song because you're just declaring God is who he says he is. You yes. know, he was, he's, he was a healer. Then there's this, these de- declarations. You saved your children. Then you're going to save us now. Yes. You were a healer. Then you're a healer. Now you were yes. a savior. Then you're a savior. Now yes. you're just like, yes, Amen. you know, and you're calling on, you know, they they say, it says you're calling on the God of Jacob, calling on the God of David, calling, you know, calling on the God of Moses. And you're saying, we believe these, we believe what the Bible says. We we're hearing these stories of all these great people. We believe it happened then, but you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. You're the same God. So we're believing for those same promises and miracles and healings and, you know, truth and joy and love and peace. We're we're believing for all that now too. And so that's good. I also love um, the song that's been in my heart for like the last year is give me Jesus. Um, gosh, who was, I think it's house fires or maybe the upper room. I can't remember, but it says, it's just talking about, give me Jesus. Just give me Jesus. You can have this world. Just give me Jesus. All I want is you. And it's like, I don't want anything else. I don't need anything else. Just Jesus. Yes. Amen. And that's what we get when we go into the throne room in a posture worship, we get Jesus and it's so beautiful and it's so powerful. Um, for the person who feels convicted right now that perhaps they haven't been surrendering and they've been allowing themselves to be feeling fled and not doing what they've been created to do, how would you encourage them to move back into a heart of worship? Well, first of all, do not feel shame for that. Um, cause like I said, me, even as a worship leader, I've been there. So don't ever feel cause that's the enemy wants to hold you there wants to hold you in a place of shame and guilt that you haven't experienced God the way you could have. Don't look back, (laughs) look forward to this Sunday or this, the next experience that you know that you can have with God and just surrender, like do what Carla has been saying and what I've been saying, just surrender, say, okay, Lord, be honest with him. The, The thing about relationship is 
you have to have communication. You have to have honesty. You have to be open. And that's what God wants with us is relationship with him. Just like any other relationship, think of the closest person that you are to. How come you're so close to them? How come you have that relationship with them? Now put those things into place when you want to build relationship with the Lord, talking with him, communicating with him, knowing him, getting his word, understanding how to hear him better. When you do that in these moments, when you haven't dove into the worship and you haven't been able to experience him because of your, you know, hard heart or your just, you know, not liking the worship or not liking a specific song or whatever it is that's holding you back during the worship time, or maybe you don't like the singer that's singing. I've heard all of these things go back to your relationship with God. Cause really it goes back to what Carla was saying earlier. It's about him, not us mm-hmm. and saying, okay, Lord, I love you. I love you. I want to experience your presence in a new way. I, I know that you want me to, I know that you want relationship with me. And so show me what that looks like and be honest with him. What am I doing? That's holding me back from your presence. How can I dive deeper with you? How can I surrender to you? What does that look like? How do you, how do you want me to do this? Like close my eyes, raise my hands, kneel down, walk around, whatever, sit in my seat. I need, do I need to just be quiet and not sing? Everyone is going to need to, um, experience him in a different way for him to break that or for you to have that breakthrough with him. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I guess the long answer, sorry, was just to communicate with him and hear him walk it out with you, Mm -hmm. you know, going back to the partnering, let him show you what you need to do to surrender and how your heart needs to change the posture, how, like you were saying with posture, how does my heart, what is in my heart right now or my mind that is keeping me from being in the right posture with you and let him speak that to you. He will tell you when you open your heart to him, he, you know, because that's how relationship is. And he won't tell you in a harsh way. Cause that God's good in that way. So if you're hearing harshness or shame or feeling guilt or, um, regret or any of like that, that's not God. That's the enemy trying to get in the way of that conversation and trying to keep you from experiencing God. But when you come to God and say, okay, Lord, I want more of you. And I want to experience all that we've just been talking or I've been listening to. And he will meet you because he is good. He just is. He's just really good. Mm, that's so good. And he is good. I just love your heart, Angela. Um, and I know that my listeners will too. So where can they find you? How can they get more Angela in their life? <laughs> um, okay. So I have a podcast called kingdom daughters. Um, and you can find that on all the, all the podcasting places. Um, I also have a Facebook group, um, and it's called, well, I don't, it's called the kingdom daughter sisterhood. Um, and then I, you can also find me on Instagram and probably you should type it in the show notes. Cause it's my whole name. Oh, Mrs. definitely. Angela Pitnikoff. <laughs> I will have all the links for the Facebook group, for the Instagram, all the links will be in the show notes. Pitnikoff is a hard name to, to remember and spell. 
I understand. Yes. So <laughs> yeah, it will all be on the show notes. And I encourage you guys to connect with Angela and follow her along. You will be encouraged, you will be blessed, and you will be pointed to Jesus. Cool. Thank you so much for being here, Angela. Thank you for having me. This was such an awesome conversation. Thanks for joining me today. I hope we're already friends on social media, but if we're not, come find me on Instagram at Carla Arges or at Affirming Truth. Can't wait to see you back here next week. Bye, friends.